And now, detailing success in PNS Double Black present the Rennie Doyle Podcast, a podcast for blue-collar entrepreneurs. Hosted by the detailer of Air Force One and founder of both Detailing Success and the Detail Mafia, Rennie Doyle. Hey, good morning, everybody. What's up, Chris? Hey, I'm doing good. I decided Try to and- take and change the uh, angle that everybody sees. I came to the other side because I was working over here yesterday on some stuff, so... Oh, there you go. This is, the, this is the other end of the mess, messy shop. I've got I've got funny light this morning. I don't know. You I can't get this light. At least, you're not right. blue, at least you're not. At least you're not blue, man. You know, not blue. You were. Yeah. Those don't remember. Chris was blue one day, and I'm not talking <laughs> in a blue mood. He was literally blue. So hey, good morning, everybody. I uh, wow, take uh, Romero. Good morning, Gabriel. Good morning. Um. Yeah, there's even some some questions on here. Puerto Rico is in the house. What's up? It's good. Um, God, there's so there's people from all over the place. It's pretty cool, isn't it? What's up, Mafia? We got, we got a lot of good guys on here. Sarah, good morning. Richard, let's see, Ricardo, good morning. Sorry. And then, uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. So we had a busy week. We had our five-day last week and uh, started a, a new live series. If you guys didn't watch it over on Instagram yesterday, we're going to be putting real, reels over on Facebook and the videos, but we are covering some uh, wool pads, my favorite wool pads. And so if you catch a, get a chance, go over and check it out. So we'll do another live and start uh, talking about each independent manufacturer. And, you know, a lot of people just think wool pads are wool pads. And <clears throat> man, it's, you know, to narrow it down, I mean, I, I, I brought, you know, really when you count in the three inch and the, what I call micro tool stuff, you know, one and two inch stuff, I mean, there's really, seven pads that I absolutely love. And it's just depending on what you're using and what you're going for is different results, right? Each one's got a niche. There's some workhorses that will kind of do it all. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, really good at a lot of things, but maybe not the best at, at, at any specific thing, but they'll get the job done. So that was, that's kind of fun laying that out. Uh, and then seeing the results, we really, when you look at these videos too, is this is when we're in training. Uh, we teach a lot of test spots, so we do. I don't know what is it. Uh, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten or 12, 12, 12 sets of test spots. And so the students, you know, yeah, the technicians really get to see the difference on what every product does, and then what every single pad does. And you might take two pads that are really similar, but you get completely different results just depending on the paint so pretty uh pretty fun it's been fun so this is one of my favorites um it's just the q a's we got some great matter of fact chris and i weren't totally working together on this one so he got some questions but then i got a lot of questions and i didn't submit them over to him and and so uh and i didn't see his come through yesterday because yesterday was so busy so we'll uh we'll walk through and whatever we don't get now we'll make sure to get on to the next one so um it uh we'll go from there and then we'll make sure if you're typing them in we're going to try to get your live ones chris why don't we every once in a while just take a break in between these these folks have taken the time to you know come on live let's make sure that we get the live ones done today too um and and that way we can kind of uh you know pay them for uh yeah i think uh i think michael hill's on uh he's he's in a group so i can't see his name but uh wanted to know if we used the uh, reflection board in the last class you know, yeah, we did. And matter of fact, we've got to do a video on that because I had a lot of questions about it. 
And now I'm starting to get used to it, Michael. I need to get on a phone call with you. We're going to we're going to be talking this week anyway. But um, you guys will see what that is. And, you know, Michael developed that for us. And we uh, Chris had it put on aluminum backing and um, night and day. I mean, it's 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 so helpful. And, and it it. Yeah. And so um, it's unreal of what, how it helps and what really helps and and what it does. But you guys are going, what the heck is this? And we'll we'll, we'll be doing a. We'll be doing a video series on it soon. And so it's kind of new to us and I'm still trying to get used to it. And uh, yeah, it was, it's pretty intense. It, it's taking, it's taking results from testing to a whole new level. I mean, it, it, there is no, there is no questions left uh, when you're using this thing. So it's uh, pretty, pretty awesome. So, all right. So yeah. should, uh, should we dive right into it, Chris? You want to start out? Is there anything right on, right on the live uh, Q and A's that we can start with and kind of pay. Well, there's a there's a real simple one here. I'm I'm going to answer it. Uh, Rick Vanderley asked if we already have a dates for Air Force One this year, and the answer is 99 uh, yes, but we're not ready to announce them yet. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a, we've been working on this since really before the the end of last year. We submitted all of our paperwork and stuff, and it it's quite the uh, process, you know and. Chris is now seeing what, you know, I used to do pretty much solo and it's a lot of work, you know, to get it there. So yeah, we'll be in, you'll be something, you'll see in something coming across uh, probably quite a few things across the internet pretty, pretty quickly. So we've actually gone through and uh, have, have just this week uh, went over the last time and, and we looked over all the applications for uh, team members and we're getting ready to announce the team. And uh, that was, that was a, that was a lot of work, you know, going through the applications and and so forth. So, okay. Anything else from the live that we can get into? I saw something about Beadmaker. Yeah, I'm pulling that up. So, J JR asked, uh, just wondering if Beadmaker is safe to use in a body shop on personal vehicles. The wash bay is on the opposite side of the booth. Are there lots of silicone? Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, I would say it is safe, but I'd want to have Dave answer that. So, we'll get back to you on that one. Um, I know we've got, I mean, here's the, here, here's a quick answer. I've got body shop buddies of mine that have it in their body shop and they sell it as storefronts uh, and they use it on pre-deliveries. So I'm going to say if they're doing it, yes, but we'll see if, uh, well, Michael, Michael Hill, um, our 50 pound brain, I bet Michael can give us an answer on that too. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's, uh, I would say yes. You know, I would say yes. It's you know, uh, one thing you can do is instead of spraying it directly on the vehicle, you can you can saturate a towel with it and spray it on a towel. Um, yeah. You know, maybe use a two towel method, one that's really damp and one dry one to follow it up with. That way, you're not getting the particles in the air. Yeah, I would uh, until we have an official answer from either Michael Hill or from from Dave Phillips. Uh, I you know again, we've got it in body shops. Um, but I just, I just, you know, from a liability standpoint, let's make sure that, um, you know, let's, let's go from, uh, let's go and see what happens. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think this, this might've been Michael that chimed in. He said only towel the panel. So okay. referring to not spraying it, not spraying it, not getting it airborne. That makes sense. I mean, it'd be safe anyway, you know, in that environment. So, yeah. So Facebook user asked, are those the reflection boards? We used in the last class. No, I mean those are those so are, those are kind of a, a diffusing uh, panel that you saw the little I did a little story on. 
those are two different things. We've actually got, and, and we'll, we'll take in, in, and pull one. I should have brought one over, but um, we're going to actually be, be uh, offering them to the market. So we've got to take and kind of walk through that. And we wanted to test them out and make sure that, uh, you know, Michael developed something that's pretty amazing, but that the average technician, you know, can get their heads around and it's real easy. I mean, it's, the way Michael made it sound, I was like, oh, God, you're going to have to have, you know, like him, a Ph.D. Uh, and it, and it's, it's, it, it's, it's unreal, actually. It's a really cool tool. Never seen it used before. Uh, we're really excited about it, but more, more soon on that one. So, okay, here we go. Well, I'm going to start off from one that we got from one of your buddies. Okay. Um, <clears throat> your buddy Sal says, hey, cool. Rennie, Sal here. If you remember as kids, we would wax our bugs even when they didn't have much paint. My question, I am totally into detailing my rides. Can I, as a garage detailer, get solid results? And by the way, I still have my bug. Yeah, that's, man, so I'm, I'm jealous. You know, we were we were uh, buddies from another, from, from opposite towns, and we met at a car event. Um, we were friends throughout high school and college. We've maintained, you know, the, uh, it's the good side of, of social media we've been able to reconnect you know on social media um so let's go over this right now you know it it right now is such a great time to be a diy you know uh detailer are you going to be able to get you know there's some serious skills uh, out there as professionals but right now with the you know for if you just maintaining your vehicles absolutely i mean you've got the obsessed garage crew right these guys some of them have a hundred thousand dollars into their garages and all the equipment that a professional shop would have. The thing is, do you know how to use it? So Sal, you know, we've got classes, we've got one days, I've got open garages events, you know, that we do, I've done all over the world. Go out and attend some of these manufacturer. Um, you know, you can always come up and hang out with me too, because we're buds, but um, you know, go get some official training and absolutely. I mean, the key is, is just not going over your ability, kind of knowing what that ability is. You've been around cars your whole life. You're going to know what you can and can't do. Um, and so I, I, I think that, yeah, I think it's a great time. The tools are better. The, the, the products are better. The equipment's better. The knowledge is there. Um, there's so much stuff going on, so many cool things going on around detailing that it's become, it really has become DIY eccentric. You know, there's, there's a lot of people bringing up a, a serious game in their garage. And so absolutely. And, you know, paint gauges, we've got a video. We've got an announcement that we've teamed up with a paint gauge company um, and gotten really uh, tight with them. And they've they've helped us out in the training center. I mean, it's affordable stuff now. It's not it's expensive. Toys are expensive. Polishers, if you would have told me, you know, uh, 20 years ago, I was going to pick up a polisher for 500 bucks, 600, 700 dollars. You know, I would have choked on my own food. But. You look at what, you know, the different manufacturers have done, you know, Griot's, uh, Rupes, Flex, uh, they've, they've, they've just, I mean, the game's changed. These tools, uh, I've got, I've got one of my original, somebody was in the shop freaking out that I had one of the original Rupes that came out and literally, I mean, I think I've changed the cord on it. Same with the Flex, same with the Griot's. We, we had, we just had a problem with one of our Griot's, a minor problem. And the warranty system was awesome, you know. So tools are a little more expensive than they used to be, but you get so much more. So, you know, time's expensive. Tools are cheap. Uh, so, Sal, absolutely, especially a guy like you, you can kill it in your garage. You're gonna, there's going to be times you're going to have to rely back 
you know, if you have something serious, you know, uh, uh, to deal with on the car. But um, those times, I mean, you, you rely on the professionals. The rest of the time, you maintain your car. So absolutely, man, good hearing from you. I'm really jealous that in 1990, oh, man, 92, 93, somewhere in there, I sold my bug my original car. So Sal and I both had bugs. Um, neither one of us had a, 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 a lot. Of, we didn't have money at all, but so we didn't have the best bugs, but we loved our bugs. And uh, it's how we met. It's what got us together. Uh, he had a cow bug. I had a Baja bug dead opposite. Uh, in the wintertime, we'd go skiing and my, I put studded snow tires on my bug. I could go anywhere. Full drives are spinning out. My little Volkswagen with all that weight in the back would just go right through. Uh, summertime, we take a slam cow bug, you know, down to Laguna cruise, um, you know, uh, good times, man. Good memories. That's exactly what set, you know, guys like us up. Matter of fact, Sal, if you remember, I hope he's on. Um, if you remember, we used to go down and our buddy, uh, Von hot rod will remember this too, is we used to go down and get parts for our bugs and our cars and go down to the Pomona swap meet and we'd see this guy chip foos hanging around and he was just a kid too him and his dad and we all would like i mean i remember swapping parts with them for bugs you know because i put new brakes in my baja i mean it's just cool it was just such a small world back then and uh i'm really excited that you're you know still into it my friend and that you still got your bug and i'm jealous i hope to find mine one day but i have a feeling it's no longer exist <laughs> a little rusty uh no um, yeah and i just think you know there were there were a dime a dozen back then when i got rid of it and there wasn't much value and i i'm guessing somebody parted it out and you know it went away but it's like my a, bicycle have, yeah i have a fun you know? sticker on mine it says my german is a little rusty oh yeah uh, that's that is a fun <laughs> sticker yeah well i told i've told the story should i tell the battery store sal remember this so I just bought my bug, had it. I'd never driven a manual before. So I'm teaching myself how to drive, right? It's the second morning. I can't wait. I mean, I got up, I picked it up on a Thursday or fr no, Friday. Remind you, I was 16, 17, just turned 17, a week into my seven, into in, in being 17. And I'd saved and saved and saved. And I picked it up. So I'm out and I decided to drive it on the freeway for the first time. And so I go down the freeway and all of a sudden, simultaneously the power cuts off of the bug and i run something over something big right so i i was able to glide over to the side of the freeway and i'm like what the heck you know went on so i got out of the car to go look around and as i got out i look out in the middle of the freeway and there's a battery and the rust on the bottom of my bug was so bad the battery fell out of the bottom there was a board hit you know it was holding it in it slid to the side and you know what i felt was when it disconnected and i ran over it and so amazingly, the battery is still usable. Didn't crack it or anything. I put it back in the bug, shifted the board back over, and in the shop class, we cut the we cut the floorboards out, put new floorboards in, and and uh, I was off and running. But yeah, I had a board there for. Uh, well, we didn't do that until um, September when I went back to school. So I ran around with a bungee cord holding the battery in all summer because I wasn't going to stop driving it. You know, there's just no way. And so, uh, yeah, that's a fun, fun bug story. That's funny. That's funny. All right. Well, hey, we'll move on to the next one here. So Travis Rook sent one into us. <clears throat> he asked, how do you implement new profit centers and grow them while keeping existing profit centers running smoothly? 
That's a great question. So, you know, the key to it is you don't jump into those things until you've got the money on board. You know, you've got you've got the money. So let's let's talk about really something that's, you know, hugely, hugely uh, uh, popular right now and very profitable is PPF, paint protection film. It is not only going to have the cost of going to school um, and the travel and everything associated with it to go learn it, because, you know, you can, I won't say you can't learn on your own because there's so many things I have. But, God, that's expensive way. You know, and in this time you're going to save on going to school on anything is going to be more profits. And so it might, you can look at it as an expense or an investment. I've always looked at education as an investment, not expense. I've also looked at it as a need, not not a want, you know, it's when you're serious about something. So once you make your mind up, you know, go get trained. But, you know, plan on you're going to waste $10,000 of the film on a light day. Everybody I talk to is, you know, over the first year, it's probably going to be double or triple that. Plus, you got all the investments. So you're going to have to have the budget in place, right? The other thing is, who's who's going to be doing the work? So is somebody taking over your main source of income? Do you have anybody to put into that position? Can you pay them? Because basically, you're not going to be earning any money. You're going to break even for a while on some of these add-ons. And that's why I always tell people, you know, when you first get in your shop. And, and guys, I come from another era. We just didn't throw money out. Um, I didn't have debt in my company. So I really, Travis, I added in simple to learn stuff like windshield. I, I can't tell you how many of my friends, since we, we've had bad weather, we just got almost two feet of snow. I told you 18 inches, Chris. Now it's closer to two feet uh, when I walked out here this morning. Is that we've got so much rock and debris on the roads right now that I've got friends calling left and right because their windshields are busted. You know, they've got stars and, and pits and everything else in there. You know, that's matter of fact, I'm sitting here with a brand new equalizer. We're going to do a video on the equalizer kit, too, that we just got. But, you know, those those add ons, you know, paint chip repair, rock chip repair on your windshield, um, you know, odor removal, things like that are easy. Right. You just build it right into it. Now, as you start getting sophisticated, and you start having more profits in. You're going to want to add in window tinting. Uh, you're going to want to in, add in uh, PPF. You're going to want to in, add in wheel repair all these different services, or maybe you're going to take and add in aircraft detailing. Well, that's a whole nother thing. Go to, you know, Trav, <laughs> he's got, he's got his pilot, uh, pilot's license. As a matter of fact, a lot more than that. He's got a degree in aviation and he's multi-rated in a lot of different airframes. So he's got the experience around aircraft, but you may not have that experience. And then affording the insurance, you know, to get it. And then that's another thing too, is just, you know, if you're going to do wheel repair, clearing it through, your insurance company that you are able to take wheels off and on sounds crazy but some insurance they'll they're going to categorize you as a detailer and within that spectrum is that you'll say well i've got insurance they got to cover me no they don't if they if they don't know what you're doing they, they don't have to cover you is you got to remember the insurance company's job isn't just to take good care of you it's to take good care of them too and if all of a sudden you know you have a car come off a lift and they didn't know you had a lift you're probably not going to be covered, you know, on simple things like that. So, you know, to get back to the, if you're going to add on, start out with the small stuff, the obtainable stuff that you can still do while bringing in your income. Then as you start to take and su succeed, you've got to either bring in an outsource, somebody that's going to be able to do PBF for you. There are, are there, I won't say there's a lot, but there are some absolutely talented technicians in PPF that aren't the greatest salespeople. And they don't want to, they, they can't afford to have a shop. Well, you can sub work out to them, inspect it like mad. And everybody thinks you're doing it, but you've actually got a subcontractor. That's a true subcontractor, by the way, because they're doing it on their schedule. 
they're bringing in their own tools, their own material, and they're giving you an invoice for that time at the time. And you're up marking it and making money off that. So there's a couple different ways, but you got to really, I see the trend right now, especially because the economy, you know, is getting a little tighter, right? And I'm, I'm listening to the, the pros. I just watched the video with a really well-known uh, uh, billionaire, you know, and he's, he's, he's been slow to take and sound the alarm bell. And yesterday he came out and started taking and sounding the alarm bells, you know, that, Hey, things are changing. You know, we got bank failures going in and everything else. So people start reaching out to add on services, but they don't necessarily have the capital to do so, or they're going to take and rob from what they're doing now because they're a small shop. They've only got themselves or maybe them and a couple other people and their main source of income is going to suffer. That's a double jeopardy. That's a double hit. And so you've got to make sure that you've got the capital and your, your, your book solid. What do I mean by your book is that you've got enough work coming in constantly that it's, it's, it's not going to affect you. And so there are some of the things I look at and then, you know, really doing a budget. What's it going to cost me to get in to this service? And can I afford to carry that uh, for the next 12 months while I build my reputation up that? Some of us have got a built-in audience. It's not going to take you that long. But even if you do have a built-in audience, they're not going to be, you're not known for that. And they might even be leery is because you're getting into something new, believe it or not. Some people think that way. So, you know, there's some hurdles you got to jump over, but boy, you can get through them. You know, and when you do, uh, there's there's hundreds of shops doing this at a, a really high level and, and making serious money off of it. So good luck with that. It's it's a pretty pretty exciting time. Our, ourselves, our business right now, we're getting into, we're launching some new, um, how would you put opportunities? You know, this year, and we're working on that. And but we've got to remember what where are we making our money from, and you know what do we, what do we what are we good at? And now couple of those support what we're already doing. So it, it's pretty awesome, right? Um, because they support exactly what we're doing. They're tied into it. And so is, is it you build it and they will come? No, is we're going to have to market it and we'll see in a year how it's going. But none of these are huge, huge dollar investments is that if it doesn't work out, we, there's a return on us. One of them is a really solid. It's going to it's going to be I, I cannot wait till July. Put it that way. I can't wait till July. It's pretty pretty exciting. Me too. So I hope that helps. Hope that helps. <clears throat> All right. Next one. Let's see. I'm going to jump to one that came through on the live feed. Uh, Jeff at Fast Eddie's. He asks, I do a lot of paint correction and struggle figuring out my process. I'm talking about pads and compounds. Are you able to find combinations that give amazing results in one or two steps? Dude, we will take and we will t we can get we can get results in one or two steps. So it'll blow your underwear off. Um, <laughs> it's it's part of the test process, and, and again, that's where networking with other detailers, you know, going and getting trained, uh, going to manufacturers classes. A lot of people think, oh, I'm selling my training. Of course, that's my business. But I'm here to tell you too. There's a lot of manufacturers. Rupes has got a great uh, training program at open houses. Um, you've got you talked about pads, so um, you know you got Buff and Shine that has stepped it up for years lake country i just got off the phone with them they're really stepping it up so you've got all these opportunities to really hone in and you're you're so right about struggling because your process a lot of times we it's um what do they call it paralysis by analysis right is that we get so caught up in the process here's the other thing just go just go you know is that matter of fact this you can watch you know is is you can watch this um, 
the video series I'm doing on pads right now. It's going to help a lot. And then right behind that, what you guys don't know is I really mind mapped it out in the last few days is that right behind that's going to go over foam pads. And then right behind that is combining our favorite combinations of products with pads. And so we're going to talk about our favorite compounds, our favorite polishes. And so it's, it's going to be over the next, you know, by summer, we'll have all these out, but it's going to help you there. And it's, it's free. It's free advice. Um, but there's nothing that beats a formal education. You know, you're an educated guy. We've met you several times, a uh, smart individual, get engaged with, with, um, with vetted uh, professionals, meaning not the YouTube certified people, the people that have truly gone out and gotten educated and other stuff. You know, there's a lot of 20 year veterans doing it one, like one year rookies. And there's some one year rookies doing like 20 year veterans. And so, you know, it's, um, I don't, when somebody comes up to me and say, wow, well, Hey, I'm 20, 21 years into this. I mean, and it, it's show me the money, you know, what do you have to show for it? You know, it, it's, it's, is if you're dead broke, well, you might be good, but you're starving artist, you know? And so you don't want to learn from starving artists. You want to learn from people that have been able to take and turn the processes into profits and, and happy customers is what it comes down to. Uh, but there yeah. are, listen, in our training last week is we are able in a good one step. And again, the, the students did eight test spots to figure out what they were going to do is they tested, they did tested at least eight test spots is it's because it's part of training their eyes. We want to start seeing them. We break everything into squares. And then again, we've got our test panels that we've been using now that Michael Hill developed. Um, and that just is proof in the pudding. And, and honestly, there's, there's a couple, two, three compounds that win probably 90% of the time between the three of them. There's not one of them that wins all the time. Uh, and the same thing with polish polishes, there's three or four that really stand out. And then every once in a while we'll have just the right paint combination to where one that normally doesn't win wins. It just, it does better on the paint, but you can't afford to spend the, that kind of investment figuring it out. So you're going to take your two commonalities, two or three different ones. Test spots for me takes me 15 minutes and I'll do three test spots with products, three test spots with pads. And I'll have my answer in 15 minutes. Um, and so it's just getting those systems and processes down, but you, the need for a three-step is very rare and most cars are going to be, unless it's a collector car. Um, I've got one vehicle in our shop, my wife's Porsche. Um, it's 20 plus years old and it's got a three-step on it because the paint deserves it. And it's maintained at that level. It's maintained very, very, very nicely. And so other than that, that's the only cars that I'd say they're going to need a three-step. Even then um, the guys in training did the third step and there was depth to it, but, the car is going to be trashed in two or three weeks. You're not going to be able to see the difference between that two and three step anyway. So you got to evaluate it that way. Also you got to be practical with it. Great question. Yep. Um, good question. Let's see here. All right. Alan Morgan asked, uh, can you share some creative ways that detailers can reduce their overhead costs? Yeah, once versus needs and stop buying shit. You know, I mean, it's it's stop chasing down the holy grail of products. Most detailers are just, I've never understood it. They see the new shiny coating on the market and they want to go test it. Kind of let the market play with it for a little while. There's no advantage of you being the first. You know, I mean, it. I, I let foolish people go out and spend a lot of foolish money. And, you know, we've got products that we just brought on. We just brought in some 3D products into the training center. A lot of people think we know we're 100% PNS. We are. We love our PNS products, right? 
but we're 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 brand loyal to the to the universe. You know, we we really bring in the high points of each line. So I tested products. God, Chris, how much how long how long did we have one in our cabinet and test it? Probably close to six months, eight oh, months. From 3D? Yeah. It's been a long time. Yep, they're compounds, same thing. So we 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 brought them in because yep. there's a place for it. Um, you know, it's we even even having you know all the, the ability and the and the funds to buy all these things, slow down on your on your on your spinning that way. As I see a lot of people just buying the latest and greatest before anything's proven, and then six months later it's no longer the latest and greatest, but you just spent a grand, you know, on stuff to test it. Kind of let the other let let the market test it and figure out where it's at. I'm not saying not to go explore. I'm not saying that at all, but don't be foolish with it. You know, there's products, you know, uh, last cut. When the last cut, you know, we brought it in and the results were, you know, so amazing on the last cut compound that we just said, hey, we got to have it. And then when they came out with last cut plus, we got to have it. But even the polish, when they came out with their polish, we tested it out for several months to see what it was going to do, you know, and see if it was really the holy grail. Uh, before we brought it in to represent it, you know, because people are going to go off our, our recommendations. We don't want them buying 20 useless products. We want to buy in a half dozen of the best. And so that's one way. The other way is put yourself on a, on a budget, know where your money's going. And so know where, um, what your again, wants versus needs. Um, right now with the economy, though it is Diane and I, we've talked about this for a year for nearly a year. We've really, we've been cutting back. Matter of fact, our CPA keeps saying, wow, you just keep cutting your expenses more and more and more is that we're living way under our means. And that's cool. We're cutting out useless things. You know, um, we're, we're saving. We're taking and watching our utilities. Um, we're watching what's what we can write off and what we can't write off. That's a big one is a lot of people don't look at their they don't talk with their accountant. I have a, a conversation every quarter, a long conversation, if not monthly. But before I buy something, the truck right behind us. Is that, you know, she had to convince me to buy that, you know, um, I don't buy things unless it's it, it's it's going to be there's there's liabilities and there's assets. And right now I'm, I just look at purchasing assets. Um, so running your company tight that way, getting onto a budget, knowing what your home expenses are, knowing what your business expenses are and then putting a budget out, uh, putting target goals out. So let's say that, hey, uh, you know, the first week that. Um, I really want a new steamer. I really want a new ice machine, you know, to take in, 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 in the dry ice machines is that, okay, put a financial goal. When I've got $20,000 in the bank, that's my goal for getting the ice machine. When I have $30,000 in the bank, I'm putting new floors in my shop. When I have $40,000 in the bank, I'm putting the, neck, the new lighting system in that everybody else has got and will be old news in six months. Uh, you know, that's the other thing. Don't copycat. Be unique. You see my shop is really, it's a nice shop. I love my shop. I'm so blessed to have it. But we, we went real practical, you know, we went real practical in it because that's what the average shop owner coming in here is going to do. You can go fancy, but fancy wears out and fancy has an expiration date. And so I put classic stuff in here that's going to look great, but that I'm not going to constantly have to spend a lot of hard earned money. I'd rather spend the money on further education and, and 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 abilities to increase my profits than just just shiny stuff. And I realized, I mean, a lot of people don't agree with this, and that's fine. But there's probably only you know a dozen, maybe dozen and a half markets in the entire world that were the the highest highest end stuff. That a lot of these shops, I'll see a, a shop in the Midwest somewhere 
that's got all these freaking crazy light systems and this and that. And I'm like, dude, who's your customer? You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, it's you've got to be careful, guys. And so just being real with your money and, and, and having more in savings than what you need is that, you know, uh, one of our our Shane just did went live, I think, yesterday. He's 14 years, you know, into business. He owns his own house. He owns rental properties. He owns a shop, doesn't lease it. And he just bought his first truck. He bought a power wagon, matter of fact, for the first time. He's 14 years into this. I've watched that guy grow because he's been conservative with his money. He's been real smart with your money. And so that's what you need to do. Great, great question, Alan. You know, I'm going to throw a little something there in there, too. Um, I'm a big believer in becoming self-reliant and and applying that whenever possible. So, you know, uh, that would apply to paying for things that maybe you can do yourself if you just take a little time to learn it, research it, and then apply some extra time, you know, especially if you have to reduce costs, right? If you have to reduce, reduce costs, you could exchange making those payments for another hour or two of your time a week to learn it and implement something that you were paying somebody else to do. You know? Well, well, look at our pretty floors behind us. Yeah. As we, sent <laughs> Diane, we sent Diane to contractor school and then she, uh, she had free slave labor with Chris and I, but you know, it was 40,000 bucks to have these floors done. We did them for under 17. And so did they turn out perfect? They turned out 90%. I mean, you know, um, I mean, that, that's a great example of what just Chris laid out. You know, I want to put new Chris inspired bass down at his house. Um, I want to put new all, all new floorboards, you know, in our house. I want to repaint our house. I'm not going to have a painter come in. And I've decided, you know what? I'm going to do all the carpentry work myself. Chris did it, and it looks really good. He's a little handier than I am. But, you know, I'll figure it out, and it will be 90%, you know. Uh, and then I love painting. And so we're going to paint our entire house this summer just one room at a time. We're going to start with one room at a time and it will turn out fine, but it will save us thousands of dollars. It's a time for yep. me to turn some good music on. I was, I was listening to a great song today. You got to check the song out. Old song. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Check that song out. Big hit back, back, back in its day. So I was, I was jamming out, but I love to jam out to different music. If you like jazz, you'll know what song that is. That's funny. I'm going to jump. Let's see. I'm going to jump to one that Josh Pierce sent us about the detail mafia. So Josh asked, uh, you know, he says this is a question he gets asked all the time because he is a member. But he says, how would one go about joining the Detail Mafia and what exactly is it? How did it come into ex into existence and what does the future of the Detail Mafia look like? So it's pretty cool. You know, the, you can see the logo in the back. It's a cool story. So my, um, my, my, my last name indicates I'm Irish, Doyle. But I was raised... Um, I've got over almost 60% Italian and my mom's Vaco. Um, uh, God rest her soul. Is she, um, I actually wanted to change my name over to Vaco cause I just didn't know my dad growing up. We didn't know each other really. when my mom passed away is just in recent years in the last three and a half years, have I really gotten to know my father? He's still alive. It was something my mom pushed for. I didn't want anything to do with them. And I'm certainly grateful that my mom did that, but I was raised, my brothers came up with my dad kind of being, you know, Irish. My mom, it was a battle, uh, two people that should have never gotten married. Um, part of that was their history and, 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 and um, the, the outlook of the Italians versus the Irish. You get my brothers together and you'll see the difference right away. Um, but my grandpa was mafioso. He was a, he was a capo. 
and the DiPolito family. If you guys got time, you want to take and search it up. You'll you'll find you can find him. Uh, he was he was on a couple lists. My good old Gramps was. Um, he was a money guy, and um, he passed away when I was really young. And so we, I've had that that whole you know history in my family of hearing about it. It was pretty much at the tail end of it when I was born, and he you know he died when I was less than two. And so I didn't get to see any of it, but I did get to witness the 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 Sunday dinners, um, the Italians coming through, and the great storytelling that was done in my family. It's probably why I talk a lot, and I love it. I wouldn't change it for a world. Those around me, probably not so much, but it's okay. Uh, this isn't about you. It's all about me. Um, and so I love to tell stories because that's our Italian heritage. We did it. And I grew up in a Latino town, and the Latino heritage was much the same with some of my my friends, Sal's, my, my buddy that sent that over, his family is much the same. And, and I think that's why I got along so well in our community. And it wasn't really a big struggle for me because there's a lot of similarities between those two cultures coming together. The Catholic, the, you know, the Catholic uh, faith was a big part of it. And then also the, the, the dedication to family, even though I came from a broken family, uh, I walked in the house and I constantly had love. So the mafia came up is that I was – living we were living we had shops in idaho and um they have a there's a there's there's a coffee company called dutch brothers and they've got what's called the dutch mafia and so i was like oh that's funny dutch mafia we should have the detail mafia so i'm in an interview back in 05 and somebody was interviewing me and and they said hey so you know the group that you you know you're training we just started training people is that you guys are kind of tight-lipped. You don't talk a lot because the industry is completely different back then. And they said, you're almost like the mafia. I mean, you guys are together, you're organized. And I was like, yeah. I said, you know, it's funny because I just saw something. It kind of reminded me of the detail mafia. And it stuck. It started out as a complete joke. And we just didn't mean anything of it. And in the early days, we all kinds of had, the whole industry had bad attitudes. We all, we're all after each other, right? And then as we matured as an industry, started coming around and and the good that the mafia does is you guys don't even know it, but like next year they're, we're planning they haven't even heard about this chris and oscar have i want to do something big and i want to do something for society i want to do something you know we're na we're nationwide we're actually worldwide but i want to do something that just makes a huge impact like we did this year at our party at sema the mafia ran it it wasn't me the party they did all the setup so many people stepped up you know chris Oscar, I mean, just so many people. Um, I, I can't even name them all, I, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be fair to even start naming them because I'd miss somebody. But we donated over five thousand dollars to SEMA Cares, and so how you get there is through here. The only way to enter the mafia is through the five-day training. It's not a money grab. We are a professional think tank, and we've got several handfuls of millionaires, self-made millionaires in our group, and it didn't happen overnight and a lot of us come from very modest rough and tough beginnings some of us don't we're kind of a good blend we've got very sophisticated car wash owners that are worth millions that have, have made their money in the car wash industry um, we've got people that came out of they were attorneys um, they had long careers and in 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 automotive industry aviation all these different things that have come together and we're really a unique group what a lot of people don't realize is that the standards for a group is we have a very, especially now we had some rogue bullshit go on the last couple of years and we just don't tolerate it anymore, you know, and we just 
it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be tolerated. You've got you've got we're gonna hold people accountable. There's a means and a way of of taking and bringing. Um, if somebody screws up of looking at it, we're not gonna look at just one side. We're gonna look at both. Um, we have high standards that we support the IDA. You have to support your industry. You have to be successful, but it takes two years to become made, at least two years. And so you're part of our, our network, but you're not mafia and, until you prove yourself. And part of that is giving back to your community. And so, Chris, I'm sure you can add on some of that, but it's you're all vetted. Everybody comes through a five-day. And you yeah, know, does that everybody, mean we're all equal? We're everybody, all equal. everybody comes through the five-day class, and then they have the opportunity to join, right? There's an application process. But part of the, uh, the reason for the requirement of the five-day class is that you know, that way everybody in the group has the same education um, background. They have the same baseline education when it comes to detailing. Um, you know, yeah, the training has evolved and changed quite a bit over the years, um, but it's still the same, the same baseline that way. And then regarding kind of the future of things, you know, it's going to continue to evolve as a, um, as a, a network and education group. Um, but at an even more serious level, I always tell people it's a it's kind of an entrepreneur group and they all happen to be detailers, you know, uh, but it's an entrepreneur group first. So and it's just going to continue to evolve that way. And uh, we are going to take, you know, a more and more serious approach to it as the years go on, um, meaning that, you know, if, if people aren't active, engaged, if they're not um they're not being respectful, all that kind of stuff. We're just not going to put up with it. You know, we want people that really want to be there and really want to engage and really want to help each other out. You know, and it's, it's, here's why is because our group now is, has evolved and we've got so many serious entrepreneurs that are worth their net worth is, is they got a lot of money floating around and we can't be jokers, man. And, and so, you know, we want to take and be, we, we, you know, we're, are we better than the average person in the industry? Not, not even, it's not even about that. All we want to do is better our lives. And really what, what I teach is to work less and, and earn more. That's my philosophy. And you know, where's it going is I'm putting, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be 57 here in just, just a few days, not too long out next month. Um, I've got a lot of years left in me, but we are, planning right now the continuance of the mafia after me you know where's it go um all that is that is that part of my legacy uh i hope not i i hope my legacy is me about a man and not about business you know um i've done i mean not toot my own horn i've done some amazing things starting out very with nothing you know came from nothing but really what i want my impact to be is that i'm just a no bullshit dude i'm not going to take your bullshit but I'm a friend for life as long as you're not a dick, you know, and I'm going to help you succeed. And I don't want you. I want to push. I want to push people ahead. You know, is Justin Lobato is one of them, man. Am I ever jealous of where, what he's doing? God, no, dead opposite. You know, is one of these days I'm going to be looking at his tailpipe, you know, is that's my goal. I want to see him just keep going. And then his job is to do the same. And he's doing it. He's not afraid to build other people back up and he knows they're going to surpass him it's not going to be many people because most people just don't have the they don't have the the deep the deep sense they, they, they have no idea how hard it is to get to, to to where each of us are he knew it and he did it a lot smarter than i did and i hope i played a part in that that's what my legacy that's what the legacy of the mafia is 
is all this grind bullshit that you see out there. Listen, you're going to have to work hard to get here, but you don't have to destroy your life, and it will. If you overwork, it's going to destroy it. Is that is I've watched too many freaking people die, you know, in search and rescue that were rich and miserable. And I don't want to be one of them. I want to be, I want to have my family. I want to have my dogs and my horses around me and my friends. And, and, and right off in the sunset, God dang, no, man, I'm in a rodeo all the way to the end. It's bucking, man. I ain't, Chris will tell you right now when I got my head straight after some ordeals last year, holy shit, I'm on fire. My idea mill does not stop. It's, and, and let me share you this to you too, is this is part of the mafia. We got a book club. We study books. Is that, listen, we are, I, I really consider myself, and I've got, I've got my oldest daughter right now. She's the oldest. She's a renaissance woman. I think I'm a renaissance man. I've got so many interests that I read up on, and my oldest daughter's, she's turned into that. And, and I don't even get to talk to her so much because the chick's so busy, and so she's so badass just living life, right? But all of a sudden, I've got this kid that on her own and through her own, I hope that some osmosis worn out that she's become a Renaissance person. That's what you want to become and just working yourself to death. You're never going to become that. Never going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be grouchy and, and old and boring and, and not try new stuff when you're older and, 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 and just set your ways. And oh, man, no way, man, you know, is listen, my horse straightens my attitude out because you can't lie to a horse. If I walk up to my horse and I try to get on him and I'm in a bad mood, he ain't gonna he don't like me in a bad mood. And he ain't gonna like me riding him. And him not liking me riding him is not a good thing. And so when I go out and work and groundwork in my mind, you know what my mind goes to? Life's problems are in the rearview mirror. It's this big. All I see is this gigantic horse that I love that I can't wait to get onto, and his attitude's right, and he sets my attitude right. And we go on. Gosh, dang it. If that's not, that's the mafia right there. We will buck your ass off if you don't have the right attitude. Now, we're going to stick by you. And as long as you keep trying, we're going to keep groundworking you. But the second you start bucking us, we're going to buck you the heck out of there. Could have said another word. <laughs> hey, I got another uh, kind of related question. Um, it's come up twice already today. Um, I'm not sure uh, what his name is, but Top Mark Detailing. Hey, guys, you have any plans on bringing your training to the UK? Um, I attended Rennie's last training here back in 2018, which was great. I'm assuming that that was part of the Flex Tour. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually in Europe, too, and I just didn't go to the, I didn't go to the UK uh, in 2019. So, you know, one step further than that, Mark. Cheers to you, too, buddy. Um, I'd love to see you again. Is... Um, no, yeah, we want to take and put a training center, not just train. We want to put the Grow the Mafia in Europe, in Asia. And so we're looking, you know, my buddy Randy um, that's in the Netherlands. I'm hoping that it'll be him because I love this dude. We've had conversation, you know, life, life, life offers us a lot of chapters. He might not be in the chapter right now, but I'm not in a hurry, Randy, if you're watching this. But not only, Mark, do we want to take and I want to come back is we want to bring a five-day training to Europe, somewhere in Europe. So if you got an idea, you know, Randy, Mark, let's team up because we want to we want to duplicate exactly what we're doing here there. So, Mark, get a hold of me and let's make it happen. But I uh, I was at Waxstock this last year. The calendar this year is just not going to allow it. I think it's the same. 
I'm marrying my best friend. He's also a, a chief warrant officer in the military. Um, he's been my best friend since we were kids. Um, and so I get to go and actually I'm going to preside over the wedding and get to marry him and his bride. Um, and I'm so glad nothing's you gonna... that part up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at, at first you just said you were marrying your best friend. So, <laughs> Oh, I would, you know what? I got to tell you, I love rich so much. Rich Canino, look him up. I, I love him so much. If I was going to marry a dude, it'd be him. Uh, you, you know, because he's just, he's, he's one of the coolest dudes in the whole world. Can you tell him a big fan? Uh, you know, Blackhawk pilot, uh, dude's just, I, I, Rich, I love you. I just, I freaking love this man. He's just been my best friend for so long and I've got friends like him, but this dude's special is that we yeah. could disappear from each other and be deployed, be wh wherever, whatever life was bringing, come back and we can literally continue the chess game from the last piece moved. And it's still like that. And I can't wait to take and, 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 and make his, uh, oh, I can't even let it go in case Dana's listening. A little secret for you, Dana. We've got something planned. She's going to be pissed. You know, I, I'm scared I, of her. I want to throw a little bit of something on this. You know, um, if, you know, if you're obviously starting up a business or you're active in your business and you feel like you need training, um, try not to wait for it to come to you. You know, I mean, plan, plans for us to get to Europe in that regard. I mean, it's a big deal to make that happen and it's going to take some serious time. So if, if training is something you want, make a plan and try and make it happen and, and get to it however you can. Um, even here in the States, most of our students, probably 90% of them have to travel to us. Right. Right. You know, they, right. they come from all over the country. We do get people from other, other countries and that kind of thing. And really when, you know, I don't have a, a grasp on the entire worldwide network of training centers that are out there, but there's probably, you know, a half dozen really good ones in the U S um, so they're not in everybody's backyard. So most people have to go travel to find really good training in this industry. It's, it's a huge industry, but it's also still a small industry. It, you know, so, so I'm going to segue off Chris said, absolutely. Everybody's going to have to travel. Don't let it stop you. The, but the difference between him and I, it can happen. And in 12 months from now, we could be in Europe doing five days. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to tell you that right now, aggressively, you can tell, I really want that to happen. That's a pre COVID goal of mine is that I want to do it there. I'd love to do it. I've spent time in Asia. I'd like to do another one there. If you know, if you're the right person listening to this, reach out to me. We can make it happen. You know, you got to have the right, you got to have the right culture about yourself, and you've got to be the right person. We got to blend well. But you know, Randy, reach out to me because I love you, dude, and I'd like to have, make it happen, man. But uh, you know, it it we're we're we were in UK last year. Uh, we're planning on oh, oh this could be fun. Uh, we're planning we're going to be back and we're going to do some events. Uh, for Auto Mechanica. So that won't be until 2024, fall of 2024. I'd really like, you'll get to meet a lot of the mafia, but we'd like to have, this will be a little hint, we'd like to have some events, maybe in the UK, uh, for sure Germany, and then uh, possibly in Italy. And so stay tuned. As soon as we're through SEMA, is Oscar, Chris, and I are going to start working on that because that was a dream, and I'm not going to let it out of the bag. But this, what we're going to do is going to be funner in hell. We'd love to have some of our European and Asian uh, friends and colleagues join us for this thing. It's going to be a ball. But hey, if you're listening, you want to go into uh, join, join efforts with me, reach out to me. We can make it happen. Matter of fact, I'll work Chris's ass off. We may it happen in six months. Oh, boy. All right. Mark, thank you. You're muted, Chris. 
Sorry, I was trying to yep. uh, be quiet over here. Um, yep. Quick and easy one. Nathan asked us, what is your preference for heating a two-car garage and a, or shop? Gas or um, infrared? I'm all about, well, you know, the infrared's pretty cool, but woo, depends on where you're at. You know, here in California with electricity, uh, <laughs> whoo, you know, that's expensive, right? So it just depends, you know, a lot like uh, our friends, uh, you know, David Smith was telling me last, last, you know, it, their electrical cost up in Alaska is not much, right? It's pretty cheap. Um, so infrared, I, I've worked a lot in hangers. Infrared's so nice. And I'll tell you, my very favorite for a shop, if I was going to put a, uh, a new shop, if I'm building a new shop, which is probably going to happen at some point, right? Um, I just found a compound. Oh, my God. Woo, you should see this place. It'd be a perfect place for a training center. But I would put thermal in. I'd put a big boiler in and I'd warm from the floors up. Um, I think that's the most efficient um, is that we, uh, we've worked in hangars that had thermal. We've worked in garages and high-end residents that had thermal. My, my plans have always been to put a thermal system into um, not just, this is cool because not just the shop, but outside, everything entering into the shop. So if you're in a snow area, um, there is no snow removal. It, it melts. And believe it or not, if you're in the right spot, like where we lived in Idaho, is we had some properties tied into their 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 on property thermal uh, pools, and it it was free hot water, and it was and it was recyclable. They they didn't they didn't hardly have a, a bill from it, and it went right back into the system. So uh, that was cool. So if you live in a, a you know, there's probably six places in the entire world that will work, but for the rest of us, put a thermal system in. From there, infrared, if you've got a big shop, I'd say that was, and, and, and you're in the right area where electricity is not stupid crazy, uh, that was nice, man. Those, those thermal, those, those thermal uh, uh, sh um, hangers that we worked in were amazing. I like gas. You know, we've got gas here. Um, it's pretty efficient. You know, it doesn't cost us a ton. Uh, and then, you know, go from there. So there's, it's a great question, though. Yeah. Benefit of the infrared, though, is it's probably quiet compared to the gases. Well, it's noise. real quiet, silent, you know. But yeah. and then, but the, the key to the benefit, too, is here's the thing with thermals. You're not warming the air. is you're warming everything around it. So when you open the doors up to take, you know, move stuff out, you don't lose near as much heat as you do because you're not trying to you're, – you're, you're warming that concrete and it cools down a lot, a lot slower. Uh, I just love the thermal option. And it's really – if you're building, it, it's it's not that much. My brother put a system in, and and you know the initial cost was a lot, but God, after that, it was it's a cool system, man. Your feetsies are always warm, you know. It just it and it's, it gives it just a, such a nice. There's no air movement, you know. You can move. We got fans going in here to move all the the air down from the top, but in the thermal systems, boy, that was that. If if I was building, that's what I'd look at. Well, our uh, our current politicians are are pushing us away from. Uh gas and into yes. electricity these days anyways and they might they might just pass legislation that makes your decision for you oh yeah well yeah then that that way our entire power grid just goes to shits you know and i mean those in warm climates good luck because you're not gonna have air conditioning this summer you know <laughs> and i hope you got a lot of i don't know if you've got a electric car i don't know yeah i don't even get yeah you don't want to hear me this is don't even go there <laughs> this is retarded i mean this is and and i can say that because i was diagnosed to being retarded a whole nother story <laughs> uh so ronnie lamborn and his uh, wife shang sent in a question they asked mm -hmm. what are some suggestions to help a husband and wife teams 
work more Ooh. efficiently together. What worked for you and Diane? <laughs> Boxing gloves. <laughs> um, no, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I would say that having each one of us had our forte, each one of us had our responsibilities, and um, each one of we, you know, you we had it written out. It was plain and simple. And, um, you know, so Diane had her set of responsibilities. I had mine. The other thing, though, is each one of you need to know the other is you got to be able to you got to be able to duplicate in the event. You know, we had four kids. So it seemed like Diane for 20 years was just pregnant. You know, it was just it was just constant, you know, finally figured out what caused it, you know. Um, but no, she it, it was. And so she, you know, being a mom, being a dad is that we cover down each other. But we also neither one of us fell on the sword to miss anything. And so we didn't cover for each other. We covered down for our kids. So Diane was at more. I mean, I think we had the last count when she made cupcakes last year for Darren's senior year. She was close to 4,000 cupcakes, you know, made over her lifetime for our kids. I iced at least a quarter of those, you know. Um, we did everything together. Um, the other thing is don't take things too serious. You're going to get in squabbles, you know. Just go to your corners. Don't pick fights. Come out, always love each other, and then off time's off time. I, I used to say seven to seven, that's too long of a day. Is that seven, you know, I wake up, you know, my alarm went off this morning. I was already awake reading. Um, I'm kind of a morning person. Diane's not quite as much a morning person, you know. Um, so giving her her quiet time, realizing that I can't get up and go bonkers crazy, you know, um, and she, she starts her day a little mellower than me. She's more of a night person um, because I wake up early. You know, at night, I'm done. You know, it's, it's I'm done. Um, realizing what each person is and isn't, and then realizing that you guys are husband and wife before you're anything. Even before the kids, we've always told our kids, hey, you can't come between us, man. It ain't going to work. You know, there's no way. And their kids just naturally going to happen, right? They're just going to. They're going to, hey, dad, guess what? Hey, mom, guess what? And then you figure out they're both talking shit, you know? They're, they're trying to work the angles. And you just stop it. Uh, but the same thing is true is that, you know, you've got to be figure out your roles, stick with those roles, and uh, realize that your husband and wife first. Um, and then, um, you know, just respect each other. And remember, even in a, pu a public place, your husband and wife is, you know, showing that affection is okay, you know, and, and people knowing that your husband and wife. The benefits to that in business is huge, especially service business like ours. Uh, there, there's a lot of pluses to that. And there, I, I didn't see any minuses other than that, that, you know, both Diane and I are really driven individuals. And sometimes that drive would cause wedges, you know, and conflict. And you just got to be patient and get through it. You know, um, it's, it's going to end and just don't push it. Just be patient. You know, you can plan on where you're digging the hole. You can take and envision the shovel going in the ground and digging the hole. Um, and I'm kidding because Diane and I are both sickos because we come from, you know, law enforcement, military backgrounds. So sorry, you know, not taking serious. I'm just joking. Some people might go, oh, my God, danger zone. Oh, my God, I'm, da I'm he's dangerous to be around, you know. Fuck yeah, I am. You know, the, the, the roles is an important thing, right? I think Joe Kimball touched on it last week and then uh, Tucker Matheson at training last week. He was one of the interns. He brought it up. You know, he works with his dad and his mom in their business. And, mm -hmm. you know, they uh, he said that they identify the roles and they just stick to them 
And they'll even say to each other, that's not your role. Stay out of it. Or that's my role. I've got it. You need to stay out of it. And, uh, and, and when they separate it like that much, he says they, they make it work really well. No, and you know, here's the thing with that is this is a young guy. I think twenty six, is that right? Right around oh, that age. Good, twenty nothing. Good question. But 20, yeah, I think so. 20, twenty nothing. Tucker's twenty nothing. You know, and and he came to training a couple years ago, and you look at the maturity on how he's how he's evolved. He was here. He he. This is an example of a young guy that's not losing his identity, not losing his silliness, not losing who he is, but yet mature when he needs to be. And God, that's just, that's just amazing. I love this guy. Him and I have a lot of get, we'd get in so much trouble going on vacation together. You know, I mean, just, just, it would just be, you know, there's so many <laughs> guys broken a lot of bones, you know? And so there's, there's things that he does. He does stupid things all the time. And I just love it, you know, cause it's like, okay, that was a young me, you know, um, he just built stuff and just, he had a mini bike crash a couple of years ago, broke his arm, but the video, he shows him just ripping down this dirt road, and I'm like, oh, man, you can already see he's got speed wobbles on this. It's not going to go good. <laughs> a couple minutes later, man, he's on the ground in the emergency room having surgery, you know, and it was – you just got to love – love, and to this day, it's, oh, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. You know, he's got to love the guy, but he's turning in. He's got a good role model with his parents, you know, and uh, his parents are just lovely people, uh, driven. His dad's business, his mom's emotional side. She's got business and emotional tag. This kid's starting to learn both, but he's not losing himself, and that's what I dig. It's not all – he is Tucker 100%. He doesn't mind being Tucker. He knows when to turn Tucker on and off. He knows when to be 12, and he knows when to be – no, he, he hadn't learned that yet. Never mind. I was going to say, he, he he's just a lot of fun. I adore the guy. Yep, you're, you're muted. I know. Um, all right, last uh, last one for the day, I think, and then we'll wrap it up. So Travis had another question. So Travis Rick asked, do you think building proper detailing, paint correction, coding, and film services into a trade school type curriculum would help standardize our industry? Oh my God, not going to hurt. And there's been Ed here in Southern California. You know, he brought it into the junior college level. It's still there. There's a couple. There's two or three junior colleges teaching detailing now. You know, in the class. Um, I think that bringing it into a, a higher level, even, and getting some of uh, you know, okay, so I'm, I'll explain something really cool. Art Scholl, um, if you guys have watched to Top Gun, the original one, when Goose got killed, um, the, he, he was in a, a flat spin maneuver. And uh, it's pretty cool because Travis knows Art because Art's a legendary pilot. So in this maneuver, they filmed it, and um, Art didn't like the way it turned out. So the filming was concluded, but he told, he told the producers he's going to go back out and reshoot that flat spin because it didn't it didn't go well. So during during the reshooting, something happened. Uh, they got a rig, radio signal in, and um, he just said, "Hey, uh, I got a problem." And then ten, I think it was ten seconds later, he came in and said, "I got a, a, a big problem," and his plane disappeared. And they never found Art or his airplane. He was over the Pacific, off of uh, uh, off the coast of California, and. Um, Art was a an aviation genius, and he worked in the uh, in the in, in the TV uh, and movie industry, obviously. But he taught aviation at our local junior college, San Bernardino Valley College. And I asked him; he, he was one of my first mentors. He got me into detailing and flying, and I didn't know who he was at the time. Honestly, I had no idea. I had no idea the greatness is around. All I knew is this man was intimidating as hell. He was an amazing pilot. He took this 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 scrawny kid 
and, and gave him purpose. Uh, he built me up. Um, he was first man. He, he, he scared the hell out of me. And he wasn't a big intimidating guy. He wasn't a mean guy, but he was just, he had purpose. My point to this is he's at the top of his game. The piddly little amount that he made by teaching aviation at the junior college level, he could have done so much more with his time, but he gave back. So go to your junior college, get a program going, talk to Ed, you know, um, is talk to the, there's, there's current teachers right now, young people that are teaching at the junior college level here in Southern California. You want to do something like that, just get a hold of us. And we'd, we'd love to put a, a group together and do that nationally. All over the world, you could do it. And so, you know, at a trade school picking up, there's the, 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 the hard part to that is like we're trying to get accredited to take the, the GI Bill is, God, it takes so long to do it, and then you got to have curriculum. Well, anytime that you change that curriculum around, you got to submit it, and then you, they got to qualify you. So in our in, in our situation, we change the training almost every month. We see how to improve it. We got constant new products coming in. Um, we're shifting things constantly to try to fit more you know more knowledge into it. So it's difficult. But at 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 a at a at a teaching at an institution or tech school, problem with a tech school is I don't know if they're going to have the right focus. I'd worry about they're going to put the money before the, the meaning. Um, but at a public, at a community college level, I think that I think that's more grassroots. And I think that we could really make an impact with that. And it's already been done. That's the nice thing. So the template's there. We just got to you just got to go make it happen. So absolutely, Travis, I think that's a great idea. The more education we can put out, the, the higher the education of, of, of technicians are, the better our income is the better the awareness of the community for what detailing truly is instead of what their their imagery of detailing now is a lot truer than it's ever been, but it's still a very minute amount of the driving population that really knows what it is that we do. Uh, so all of that just increases um, the value of our trade and the value of the people in our trade that are legitimate. And so I think it really legitimizes um, us as an industry and, and you as a technician. So, Great idea. I know you're an educated guy. Um, you know, if you need input on that, reach out to me, you know, more and we'll we'll jump into that. Very Damn, cool. This is, my, this is my favorite podcast. I love these. <laughs> well, I figure, you know, um, I figure that's probably a good place to stop. And we, we're a little over an hour into it also. Um, I'm looking to see if there's anything else that came up. But uh, um. Oh, well, here's a good quickie. Um, I love quickies. Joel asked, uh, what's your opinion on having a website compared to uh, social media platforms? I mean, gotta have a website. you got to have that website. You got to have it. It's the baseline. It's, it's guys like, okay, you got to look at your buying population. So, you know, um, you can see my Overland rig there is I put a lot of, it's my passion. The outdoors have always been. Now this is tied into my passion of camping of off-roading and horses. And that's, this is kind of the, the, the build of my, my, my life. This has been, you know, I've, I've got a year and a half into this doing all the research is, you know, things would pop up on social media and I go over and research it, but if they didn't have a good website to back it up, I wasn't interested because they weren't legit to me. So you got to look at what your buying population, the age group and what they expect. A website's too simple. You can go to squarespace.com, build your own, 
I mean, GoDaddy, all these different sites that you can build your platform on your own doesn't need to be, you don't, matter of fact, if you're, if you're, if you're taking and operating the average shop and you're a solid company, I would recommend going and taking the time, building your own website, really learning it. So you make the changes is, but you've got also, you've got companies like detailers roadmap, right? Is, yep. is that's doing it. Go talk to them. It's a minimal, I mean, it might sound expensive, but by the time that they build your site and your, what's your time worth? By the time that I pay them, I can go, I can go pay for them to do it while I'm earning money. And so, and they're going to do a lot better job than what you're going to probably do. But if you're on a budget, figure it out. There's a way to do it, you know, but I mean, detailers roadmap, I'd go, I'd go talk to them. I mean, I've been slow to, 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 to take and give testimony to, to anybody. These guys are legit. And so now meeting them, being around them, seeing their success with, with detailers, are they the answer to everything? No, you're going to have to put some work into it. You know, you're going to have to put your heart and soul into it too. But I, I would say absolutely that, Joel, you have to have it. It's not an option. Is that if you don't, I think you're kind of degrading yourself, and, and, and I think you don't want to do that. It's too simple of an, I, an investment to make happen. I tell you what, you know, the, the kind of the trifecta there, right, is you need to have a presence on Google, you need to have a presence on Facebook, and you need to have a presence on, on Instagram. And I'm sure that's going to even – eventually morph into one or two others, right? Like TikTok is, de you know, gaining ground and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to Google, when I Google for something and I look for something, one of the first things I check is there a button there that says they also have a website. And I'd be shocked, you know, I'm surprised at how many detailers don't, um, especially when it's real easy. I mean, you could just go to GoDaddy and for 10 bucks a month, you could have a simple website that you throw together on your own at the bare minimum, but going to detailers roadmap, somebody like that, that's going to do a, a professional one with good SEO and all that kind of stuff is going to have a massive return for you. I'm almost positive it will. So it just Absolutely. depends on how busy you want to get and how much, how much you want the phone rent to ring. Yep. Well, and just what your presentation, a lot of times it's, you know, your marketability and telling you, don't be afraid. I hate, you know what? I hate when I go to a small business, doesn't matter. A small business website in any industry and I can't see who owns it. Is you look at the most successful people and, and they put themselves out there. It's not just their company. Elon Musk. Who's more who, who's more famous? Tesla, SpaceX, or Elon Musk? I, I'm gonna vote Elon Musk. It's a lot more press. He puts himself out there. You guys need to be on your websites, man. Tell your story. If you got a fan, I want to know about you. I want to feel comfortable. That's one of the things is that I I've got we've got a Jeep also that we tow behind the truck. And, you know, if you want to see wasted money, airplanes, horses, and Jeeps in, in overlanding. But I just went in. I had to buy new housing, and I didn't buy the right. I, did, I had to buy more. And then I'm on the website the other day buying some stuff for the Jeep. And I was like, oh, look. Again, wants versus needs. And I had a little – I had a couple extra – I had needs I was going in to do. But I had a little – a couple little extra wants that I had shipped to that were uh, shiny objects. That website, and here's why. One of the, the staff does videos. They also ask for pictures from their users. They engage and they promote their customers. They talk about them. They want pictures. They've done an ex extremely good job of making, building a culture around their company. And that's exactly what you do want to do with your website and all your social media. Not just about you, but about you and your customers. And I think that's hugely, uh, hugely important. So I could go on for another hour. I think we need to do these more often. I love these.
Well, we, cer we certainly can. Uh, we can't go for another hour, though. I have some more meetings later. <laughs> yeah, we do. And I've got to go get my workout done. And Well, hey, everybody, I want to thank you. Chris, thanks for putting this together. I want to thank all the great. Sorry if we didn't get your questions. We'll, we'll continue on rolling them into the next one. We'll try to do this a little more often. And uh, it was just great. I love seeing it. Make sure to go check out our Instagram. Watch on Facebook for uh, some reels coming up that we're going to cut out for these, these covering all the wool pads, some of my favorites. Uh, again, I'm not taking and putting them up against each other. I'm actually showing which, 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 uh, I got, I need more coffee. Yeah. Which pads, yeah, no, 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 more, 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 <laughs> is which, which pads are doing what? Because these favorites I've picked out, each one of them workhorses in their specific area. And so I'm really excited to cover that. And so go check that out. So, Chris, We'll talk to you on the next meeting. I get to A, go work out, B, do meetings, C, go shovel. And then I got to take and get the plow truck out, which I freaking love doing. What is it with equipment and the humans? <laughs> Something about getting in that truck and just pushing a lot of heavy stuff around. And I just feel like, gosh, dang it. That's so fulfilling just to, to go. But you know what? This is funny. I hate to disturb my pretty snow. I like how it looks right now. It's really pretty. Oh, yeah. Untouched. I know what you once mean. You start, once you start plowing, everything gets dirt mixed into it and everything else. But I like – and, you know, we don't have any of these storms left, right? We're, we're coming towards the end of, of winter. And even though we've had double our normal snow, Diane's like, I'm ready for this to end. Our horses hate it. Our dogs love it, and I love it. So it's – One of these days, I'm going to have to be up – I'm going to have to be up there when it needs plowing, you know, so I could give it a try. Oh. Heck yeah, that thing is just roaring. I've got a V, you know, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, a adjustable boss pile and oh, it's just fun. You know, it's just fun until you hit something really hard. And then you're like, Ooh, what did I just break? You know? Oops. Uh, yeah. Or you get it stuck and you have to have a front loader come and dig you out. That's happened a couple times, you know? So yeah, all fun stuff. All right, guys. Hey, uh, have a great rest of the week, man. More power to you. And thanks for all the great questions. We appreciate you guys coming on. At, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. So, all right, guys. Hey, take care. We'll see you next time. Adios. Yep. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Rennie Doyle podcast, brought to you by Detailing Success and PNS Double Black. Listen to new episodes weekly, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to share with your friends and colleagues. 